0: The Giants allowed 28 runs on 45 hits as they lost two out of three over the weekend against the lowly Washington Nationals. So we'll talk about what happened, talk about the COVID outbreak that is seriously affecting the Giants and the roster crunch that's upcoming next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And where we start coming up on today's show, there's a lot to talk about. The roster crunch is upcoming. The Giants just lost two out of three. Like I said, they allowed 28 runs on 45 hits to the Washington Nationals. That, of course, comes out to a little over nine runs per game and 15 hits per game. And that's not even factoring in walks. The Nationals just hit them to death. It wasn't like a bunch of homers. It was just a bunch of hits. And so we'll talk about what was behind that. And also the unfamiliarity of the Giants right now, given all the players on the injured list with normal injuries, and then all the players who have gone down with COVID-19, the list is now at four Giants who have, tested positive for covid and hopefully that's the end of it in terms of guys continuing to test positive but combine that with all the injuries they've had there's i think at least 10 guys i think i counted last night and it was 10 guys who are missing who would normally be on the active roster and it's easy to, to look at that and say well that's why they lost two out of three but really they lost two out of three to the nationals because they allowed 28 runs in the series over nine runs a game. It's hard to win that way. And really, it mostly the injuries and the COVID outbreaks, outbreak have affected the position players. And the Giants actually scored six runs a game in this series. So I chalk it up to kind of uncharacteristically poor pitching. Alex Wood wasn't really sharp on Friday on that Apple TV blunderous game. And Alex Cobb didn't make it out of the first inning coming off the I.L. on Sunday. And so, when we look at the numbers behind this series, the Giants allowed a 436 average on balls in play. The Nationals, like I said, they really didn't hit the ball with too much authority. It was just a bunch of low-lining hits all over the diamond. 45 hits, 15 hits per game that the Giants allowed. But, to me, it's flukiness. Like, if you look at the peripherals, like, the Giants allowed an earned run average in this series of 7.67, but the fielding independent pitching was 3.24. So really that average on balls in play being 436 and the left on base percentage, which is another sustainability slash luck indicator, that number for every team is generally going to end up at around 72% at the end of the year. And the Giants only at 51.3% in this series. So when they allowed a base runner, only about half the time did that base runner not come around to score. And there were so many base runners that that's just how you end up scoring 28 runs in a series. So I wouldn't really worry about it. I'm not sure anyone really is all that worried about it, but you do lose two out of three and you just split with the A's. So it wasn't a particularly great week or homestand for the Giants. But all in all, they'll, they're still 14-8, and eight, just half a game out in the National League West. Both the Dodgers and the Padres are a half game above the Giants. The Giants still have a plus 34 run differential, despite getting massively outscored in the series. Maybe it wasn't too massive because the Giants had a pretty big blowout in their own right in their one win in the series. But at plus 34, they are still among the best in the game, only the... Dodgers and the Mets in the National League have a better run differential. And looking over in the American League, only the Yankees. So the Giants are still outscoring their opponents by among the high at among the highest clip in the game. And last I checked, the Giants led the major leagues in runs per game at five. So it's kind of like they're trolling us with that because it doesn't even feel like this Giants team is scoring a ton. And I know instantly there's a lot of you thinking, It all, they did it in bunches, right? If we look at, there have been a few games where they've scored a ton of runs and that's skewing the data. Well, we count that. And also, I don't know that that's necessarily the case anymore. I would like to, I should look at the median uh, for the Giants in terms of runs per game. But regardless, I mean, it's not like the offense has just been dreadful. They've been above average by weighted runs created plus the pitching has been good. By every metric overall even counting this series against the Nationals so for me they're gonna probably be fine but even though it like the the COVID outbreak didn't necessarily lead them to losing this series against the Nationals I think moving forward it could potentially be an issue if they're running out that type of lineup for any kind of sustained period of time but they're not going to like Jason Krasan we'll talk about him later Long-time minor league player finally gets an opportunity to play in the major leagues in this series, collects a couple of walks, collects his first major league hit. Great story, but he gets optioned back to the minors after the game yesterday. The reason being, there's a roster trim that's happening right now. In fact, today is the deadline. Teams have to reduce their rosters from 28, where it's been all year so far, down to 26. It was only 28 because of the shortened spring training due to the lockout. So we're in the territory where now rosters have been trimmed, and that's ultimately going to lead to some serious, serious questions and and a serious, serious crunch for the San Francisco Giants. It hasn't quite happened because of the COVID outbreaks and all the guys who are still injured. But Lamont Wade Jr. is ready to come back. Pavlovich. Alex Pavlovich says he's in L.A., according to Wade's Instagram, and Longoria and Tommy Lastella are going to start rehab assignments this week, and then, of course, there's all the COVID guys, Yastremski, Belt, Latell, and Dominic Leone, so its it has my head spinning, and we're going to start to try to parse through that and figure out what is going to happen and what the Giants might do. We'll talk about all the roster moves they made. They've got Mike Ford hitting in the middle of their lineup on Sunday. Who is he even? Some of you might be wondering. And they made a couple of other trades as well. Ford was a trade as well. So we'll talk about all of that in just a moment. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. They actually just updated their World Series odds and their National League pennant odds and the Giants have moved up significantly since the start of the season. I think they were 22 to 1 in December and now they're like 14 to 1. So go to bet online and check all of that out. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, as promised, we're going to do our best to to take a look at the state of the roster and all of the decisions the Giants are going to have coming up. I personally have never seen a roster situation that is this Crunchy. I keep using that word. It's probably not the best word to use here. But they are going to have to make so many different decisions, and we'll explain why in just a minute. Thanks for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Ta- uh, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So uh, the roster crunch is, it is looming in a major way. So there's the four guys on the COVID IL, Yastrzemski, Belt, Dominic Leone, and Zach Latell. So the way that this works is when you test positive for COVID, you've got to go on the COVID IL. And when you're put on the COVID IL, it actually opens up a 40-man roster spot. So the Giants had four 40-man spots open up because of these four COVID IL cases. And they used it. So they, like, to add... Jason Krasan, as an example, it's because he wasn't on the 40 man, but he gets added because of, you know, one for one with one of the other guys who go on the COVID IL. And they also add a pitcher, Yovera, and he's been nasty and he's pitched a couple times. And my goodness, he's been extremely impressive, but he gets added to the 40 man. They add Mike Ford in a trade with the Seattle Mariners. They had just DFA'd him. They add Isan Diaz in a trade with the Marlins. Uh, they had just DFA'd him. And so I don't know who's one for one. That's the thing. They don't tell us. And the rule so you add these guys, like Krizan, as an example, to the 40 men. But then when somebody comes back off the COVID IL, you're able to remove the player that you added to the 40 men. Uh, without having to DFA them. Normally, you can't just remove someone from the 40-man. You've got to designate them for assignment in order to do so. But that doesn't apply with the four COVID IL cases. And so it's quite confusing, especially when you factor in the roster crunch. And then so you've got to make you've got to get your 26-man roster to 26. Right now it is at 26, but you've got your four guys who are going to come back so what will be the corresponding roster moves there? And then you've got, those are the COVID IL four guys. And then you've got your injured guys. You've got Lamont Wade Jr. who is about to come back. You've got Evan Longoria and Tommy LaStella who are about to start rehab assignments. They had to re-add Alex Cobb. Jock Peterson currently not on the IL, but he is on the active roster. So that that doesn't apply. But You know, the the Mauricio Dubones and the Tyler Beatys of the world, it's kind of confusing and I don't feel like I'm doing the best job of explaining it. But if you've been following the show, we've talked about how they needed to perform in the first month of the season. Otherwise, their roster spots were going to be in jeopardy when this roster crunch came up. And the reason for that is that essentially you can't option every single player and so there's, there's just going to be a crunch to the point where maybe Dubon is the odd man out or Tyler, Tyler Beattie is the odd man out and they cannot be optioned. So the alternative is that you option somebody who's better simply because you can option them and you're holding on to a player you value less because you're going to otherwise have to DFA them. And so that issue is going to be forced with all the different guys that they're going to have coming back. But I guess the COVID IL kind of bought them some time because, you know, for now it's just going to have to be essentially Lamont Wade Jr. I don't know exactly what the corresponding move is going to be for Wade. We do know that yesterday after the game, Junior Marte and Jason Krasan were sent out. So the roster is at 26. The Giants are going to face a lefty in the first game of this series on Tuesday night in LA. It's going to be Julio Urias. And so Lamont Wade Jr., even if he's ready to come back, He's not going to be in the starting lineup against a left-handed pitcher. I think some people are going to think he should be, but no, that's not how they do it. He's not going to be in the lineup against Urias. And so the question is, do they add him to the roster just to be a pinch-hitting option in that game against L.A.? I would say maybe, for sure, because, you know, who else? I guess, like, when I think about who could be sent out for Wade... Coming up, It could be someone like Luis Gonzalez, but I don't think so because their outfielders right now on the active roster are Luis Gonzalez, Jock Peterson, Darren Ruff, and Austin Slater. They also, of course, have Mauricio Dubon, who is an infielder slash outfielder. So I think that Gonzalez stays, especially if it's a right-handed pitcher. We don't know yet who's pitching for the Dodgers in the second game, but say it's a righty and Wade has been added. Then you can go with a Jock Peterson, Luis Gonzalez, Lamont Wade Jr. outfield. Otherwise, you know, you could go, I guess, Darren Ruff against a righty in the outfield, Wade maybe in center, and Peterson right. I guess you could do that. But if you look at who's on the roster currently in the infield, you've got Crawford, Dubon, again, infielder slash outfielder, Estrada, Flores, Mike Ford, again, just added via a trade. And for me, like in response to the COVID issue and Jason Vossler and Luke Williams. So I think that you could in theory, I mean if you are tra- if you're talking about before Tuesday's game, I guess you could also send out a pitcher. Theoretically, they've got Mauricio Jovera on the active roster. They've got Tyler Beatty. That's the thing. For me, I keep coming back to Tyler Beatty is they really are they really just going to be able to continue to carry him in this capacity right now? He's only coming into games that are completely out of hand and the results haven't really been there. He's got a seven and a half percent strikeout rate. He's got a 12 and percent walk rate. The numbers when I look, it's just a small sample. He's only pitched eight and a third innings, but I do just wonder how much longer are they going to be able to use a valuable roster spot on a guy who is not getting any kind of meaningful innings. That being said, you could option a guy like Sam Long. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Do you option a guy who you feel like maybe is a better player for you simply because you can in order to keep both? Whereas if you decide it's BD who needs to be demoted, you can't just option him, and so you have to cut him, and then you don't get to keep both. You only get to keep one, but then... Do you, does it matter? Like, do you think that that's a worthwhile exchange? So it's going to be fascinating to see what they do. As I just looked through that, I honestly don't know. I suppose, like, I want to say Luke Williams or Jason Vossler, but Vossler has played pretty well outside of the big defensive mistake he made on Sunday. Could have been potentially a triple play to get Alex Cobb. I think out of the inning unscored upon. I think it would have been, I think it was first and second, no outs. And Nelson Cruz hit a ground ball to third and it went under Vossler's glove as he was trying to like catch it low around his ankles while stepping towards third base. But it went under his glove and it just all hell broke loose after that. So I'm not going to judge Vossler based on that one play. I thought that he's been actually pretty darn good defensively over at third base, and he started to hit pretty well. He hit home runs in back-to-back games on Friday and a splash hit on Saturday. So he has kind of been a bright spot. And if there's a righty starter on Wednesday, I would imagine he would be back in the lineup. And so I don't know that I'm sending out Jason Vossler just to add Lamont Wade Jr. Maybe it's Luke Williams, but then maybe you want Luke Williams to start Against Julio Urias, having the platoon uh, advantage there. So, when I look at their roster situation, I don't exactly know how it is going to play out. I don't envy them having to actually make these decisions. And also, there's going to be a limit on the number of pitchers from, I think, from, they're allowed to have 14 right now, and then it has to go down to 13. It could be, I, I need to look this up. It could be that. They're allowed 13 now, and then it has to go down to 12. That doesn't sound right because then it's less than half your roster has to be, or pitchers have to be less than half your roster. I think that they allow you, they will ultimately allow you to have half your roster devoted to pitchers. But these crunches are very much in play for the Giants, and it's going to start this week with Lamont Wade Jr. Thankfully coming back, he had a successful rehab assignment in Sacramento. Tommy Lastella and Evan Longoria getting close as well. And for me, that is a very big deal. I think that the team gets significantly better third-base defense with Longoria, but especially for me, it's Lastella. If you've been following the show for a long time, I really wanted the Giants to sign Tommy Lastella, and they did, and last year didn't really go exactly how he would have hoped. I thought he hit into quite a bit of bad luck, and also he dealt with injuries for much of the year. But... I think we haven't seen yet the best of Tommy Lastella. We certainly saw that he is super patient at the plate, which I think adds a nice element at the position, whereas Tyro Estrada is pretty aggressive. And I think pairing those two together and kind of getting the best matchups for each of them is a much better scenario than just running out Estrada every day, who has had some big hits. He had a big hit on Saturday in the win, but all in all, he is hitting just 235 with a 276 on base and 358 slugging. So coming up next, I want to take a step back and look at the state of the team from a numbers perspective. How about Joey Bart, a little bit more about him. He continues to have a very strange but interesting and so far productive season. So we'll look at that. We'll look at the state of the pitching just kind of from a macro perspective. Now that we've played a significant number of games here. So all of that in just a moment. But first, summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're both healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in a hundred percent real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And I mean, we're we're serious about this health factor. Most Built Bars contain only about four grams of sugar in a typical bar. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has upwards of thirty grams of sugar. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, as promised, I want to take a step back and look at the state of the Giants. It feels like kind of a disjointed season so far for me. They haven't really put it all together. I mean, early on, we were concerned about the hitting a little bit, but the starting pitching was so great historically great and then you know over time the the starting pitching particularly this weekend kind of regressed a little bit and the offense has become more consistent I know early on they were scoring in like one big inning a lot of the time but not scoring the rest of the game well those types of trends like I know we every year we read into them a little more than we should we weren't doing it on the show but I know it was a topic of conversation Of course, that's not really how it's going anymore. It is amazing to me that the Giants are scoring the most runs per game in all of baseball. They're third in Major League Baseball in runs. Actually, they're tied for second, one run behind the Angels, who are first. But in terms of runs per game, the Giants are first. I guess they've played fewer games than these other teams. How about by weighted runs created plus as a team, the Giants are only 14th in the league, but they have a 107 weighted runs created plus as a team, meaning they've been seven percentage points above league average by this metric. So you might be tempted to look at team batting average as an example. We talk about this all the time, which is 237 for the Giants and be like, wow, that's terrible. Well, guess what? The league average is 233 and the league average on base is 308, league average slugging 370, And the Giants have a 315 on base and 379 slugging. So everything is just a little bit better than average. It is so important to know the league average before you look at a number and say, that's bad, right? League average, batting average, and just everything is down in 2022. And so it's important to know that. So when we look at something like weighted runs, created plus, it's taking that into account. And it's taking into account the different ballparks that the teams play in as their home parks So the Giants a little bit better than average in that category. By wins above replacement for their position players, they're 13th at three and a half wins above replacement. Guess what? They're tied with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers have the same team batting average, for those of you who think batting average is super important. And for those of you who think, I mean, look at the Dodgers and look at the Giants. It's truly a troll job when you look at the lineup that the Giants are throwing out there and the lineup that the Dodgers are throwing out there and you consider that the Giants are scoring more, the Giants have just as good of results in terms of weighted runs created plus and wins above replacement, they throw out Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie, Will Smith, Cody Bellinger, Chris Taylor. It's ridiculous that the Giants are able to go toe-to-toe with them, and they did it last year, and the Giants had the slight edge, of course, in the regular season. Dodgers get the edge ultimately by winning the playoff series, but if you count the playoff series, the two teams had the exact same records through the end of that series, and they were crazy good records, and the Giants are doing it again so far in 2022 for the most part. But it'll be interesting to, to match up face-to-face with that Dodgers team. It is it is pretty crazy. You look at, you know, Krizan and Ford and Vossler and Estrada, doing just as well right now as the bets and Freddie Freeman's and Trey Turners of the world it's pretty crazy. It also just speaks to how difficult baseball is so even those guys in that Dodgers lineup struggle sometimes and they have that 237 team batting average. not that batting average is very useful at all and there are so many more important and better metrics. And by the way, the Giants are out homering the Dodgers 24 to 21. Dodgers have scored 102 runs so the Giants 109. And on and on. So they've been able to match them in that in a lot of different categories. If we look at the leaders on the Giants, I mean, Joey Bart continues to have a really, really intriguing season. Jock Peterson continues to lead the Giants in pretty much everything. So him coming back will be important. But keep in mind on Tuesday, again, lefty starter. So Peterson would not probably be in the starting lineup. And that is for good reason. He has a long track record of being much better against right-handed pitching than he is against left-handed pitching. I don't care that he's doing well. A big reason he's doing well is very likely because he's not facing a lot of left-handed pitching. This is something that always bugs me a little bit. People are saying, he's doing so well, he should face more lefties. Maybe, just maybe, he's doing so well in large part because he's not facing lefties. And if you expose him to lefties, then the numbers are going to come down the numbers are going to come down regardless because they're unsustainably fantastic and that's just n- nobody even Barry Bonds sustains those types of numbers but yeah that just that gets under my skin a little bit and something i want to point out keep wanting to point out Brandon Crawford having a disappointing offensive start to the season looking more like the Brandon Crawford of the last several years before the the awesome 2021 His 2021 didn't look like a fluke and it's also very early and plenty of guys around the league are scuffling, including some of the great players in our game, not having great starts to the year. It just is pretty normal in baseball over a few weeks span to just not do great, even if you're ultimately going to have a great season. Pretty normal. So it's too early to like freak out, but just wanted to point out he's a guy that they're relying on in the middle of this lineup and he really, for the most part, hasn't done much offensively they've gotten good production out of Jason Vossler Wilmer Flores has been good Mike Yastrzemski was turning it around prior to his COVID positive test Luis Gonzalez has done a really nice job filling in has a 113 weighted runs created plus in nine games Darren Ruff showed signs of finally breaking out of his funk he was hitting the ball hard all day on Friday and on Saturday had nothing to show for it on Friday, but then had three hits on Saturday. So that is very good to see. So on the pitching side, even you know, despite the big blowout Nationals offensive explosion over the weekend, the Giants still have just a 3.06 earned run average on the season, a 2.80 fielding independent pitching, And they've just been a solid unit by wins above replacement, which is based on fielding independent pitching. They are fifth in Major League Baseball. Their starting pitchers have an earn run average of 3.51, but the peripherals are better. This is where the weekend did kind of move the needle. Giants are allowing a 3.45 average on balls in play by their starting pitchers, which is going to come down. So it means stuff like we saw this weekend with the Nationals just isn't going to continue. And it kind of, it did move the needle on the season numbers, but it's something like more balls in play are going to be outs moving forward. We just saw a ridiculous number of hits on balls in play over the weekend against the Nationals, but it is not going to continue. So hopefully Carlos Rodon and the Giants, I mean, that's the thing about Rodon. There's not a lot of balls in play because he strikes everybody out, so He's not going to be the one who moves that back to normal. It's going to be the Alex Woods of the world, and he does go in that second game. Giants bullpen still has a 2.59 ERA, despite giving up some runs in this series. 2.88 fielding independent pitching. So I'm not really seeing anything and and panicking about anything when I look at the overall offensive numbers, the overall pitching numbers. Uh, Defensively, the Giants are rating maybe around league average. I think that they've been solid I would say that generally speaking we haven't seen terrible defense so we haven't seen like the best defense in the league but they I would say generally have been pretty solid out there for the most part there's a lot of different numbers we can look at defensive runs saved ultimate zone rating outs above average by outs above average they're at zero so that for me is kind of where I'm leaning towards the most but looking at all of them they seem to be In that neighborhood, generally, defensive runs saved, they're negative six. FanGraphs defense, defensive runs above average, is I think how they say it, uh, has them nineteenth at negative two point three runs above average, and that does take into account the different values of the different positions as well. So, for what it's worth, there. So that is the state of the Giants going into this game on Tuesday in LA. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to get to more mailbag questions. We had like 40 the other day and we didn't get a chance to get to nearly as many as we wanted to, but we're going to get to more of them tomorrow. So I hope that you come back for that. Once again, my name is Ben Caspic. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Thanks for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. For your second listen, checked out Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the majors past and present. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Anyway, I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening today, and as always, stay Locked on Giants.